time, weather, and... You're listening to The Shake Up, where we explore the business decisions that dared to be different and the leaders who are shaking up their industries. My name is Alexis Gay. I'm Brianne Kimmel, and on each episode, we'll bring in research and data-backed insights to dig into the minds of business leaders and learn how they make the decisions that challenge the status quo. You can support the show by following us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or honestly, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be there, hanging out, talking business, ready and waiting to shake things up. Are you ready to dive in? I am so ready to dive in. Let's get started. Okay. Honestly, if it were socially acceptable for me to be doing this interview wearing a watermelon glow, hyaluronic clay, pore tight facial mask, you know that I would be right now. We're here with Sarah Lee and Christine Chang, the co-founders of Glow Recipe. Welcome to the show. Hi, my name is Sarah Lee, and I'm the co-founder and co-CEO of Glow Recipe. My name is Christine Chang, and I'm the co-founder and co-CEO of Glow Recipe. Thanks for having us here. Yeah, we're so excited to talk with you today. So we've been talking about the incredible growth of Glow Recipe and just K-beauty in general. Absolutely. It seems to me like through the work of several companies, but particularly Glow Recipe, Americans are increasingly aware of K-beauty and the philosophy behind K-beauty. You know, I think there, in the past, maybe there have been more associations as this like only being a 10-step regimen, but I'm wondering if you could just tell us a little more, like what are the actual key markers of K-beauty? Yeah, of course. So the whole catalyst for us starting this was actually the realization that there was a burgeoning interest in Korean beauty at the time. Yeah. This was all the way back in 2014. And we were always, we were also seeing not only customers, but also global companies looking to Korean manufacturers and Korean labs for the latest innovations mm. in skincare and ingredients yeah. and in technologies. And that was fascinating to us. And We were also seeing that Korean beauty articles, to your point at the time, were very focused on this is a 10 to 15 step regimen, like how to use this type of ingredient. And it would be almost a little bit, in terms of content, a little bit too clickbaity versus really getting at the heart of the matter, which is Korean beauty is about a philosophy. And it's something that we (laughs) ourselves learned at our mothers and grandmothers' knees growing up. We both have these amazing memories of, you know, our grandmothers using Mm. watermelon rind and rubbing that on the skin um, to soothe heat rash or a mother is just marching over to the pantry. And I know Sarah's uh, mother is one of her favorite Mm. ingredients was cucumber slices, or my mom Mm. would like to use grated potato and just that holistic, very easy, accessible approach to natural ingredients, incorporating that into your self-care routine. We would very often mask together with our moms while watching TV. And it it wasn't a chore. It wasn't an arduous 15-step thing you had to get through. It was fun. And, you know, skincare over the years, we felt had in general kind of lost that sense of fun and sensoriality as well. So that was really the mission that sparked this. It does feel like the U.S. in a lot of ways has been very behind in educating, you know, everyone on the fact that skincare is actually part of this broader move into health and wellness. And it's not really about just cosmetics and looking great anymore, but it's actually a part of your overall health and well-being. What were some of your feelings as far as like the U.S. being a little bit behind and maybe our definition of skincare and and, and directionally like where you wanted to take it long-term. In Korea, prevention is such a key word when it comes to skincare. 
You have to have layers of hydration in every step of your routine in order to Mm -hmm. prevent your skin from signs of aging. Of course. Um, You have to wear SPF every day. You know, we've learned this from a young age, but I think we're learning that more now in the U.S. versus maybe 10 years ago, right? SPF is an everyday essential. We all know this now, and it's become a movement in the skincare world here, but it wasn't the case many years ago. Um, Double cleansing is absolutely critical if you're wearing makeup or SPF because Mm. only an oil can remove another oil. And typically, makeup products are made with oils. But there was an education around, you know, these types of intricate nuances. It's great to hear the fact that this education, you know, created the first version of Glow Recipe, which actually started out as more of a curation platform. Can you tell us a little bit more about that evolution from becoming the trusted source in your friend group for K-Beauty products to then curating this amazing new experience that turned into an amazing community and a very big audience. Absolutely. So we flew over in 2014 to Korea without so much as a site to get some brands on board. And we pounded the pavement to find these brands that many of which we're still very close to today. And they were helmed. The commonality Mm. was that they were all helmed by really passionate brand founders, Mm. had unique products had really clear product formulation philosophies and we felt like these were the brands that needed a voice here that needed to be introduced to the U.S. and other global markets because Mm -hmm. of the sheer just astounding innovation and and beautiful textures and ingredient stories we were seeing and so after a lot of convincing and I think it really helped that even though we didn't have a site we had a very clear vision as to where we wanted to take this um, we were able to get, I think it was eight or nine brands on wow. board. And on that one trip, we kicked off our site right away after returning home. We Googled <laughs> on that one trip and we Googled <laughs> furiously to figure out how to build a site from scratch. There were a lot of mishaps along the way. I still cringe a little bit when I see the early iterations of our site because at the time we were like, it looks great. <laughs> but now, now looking back on it, there you know were some clear optimization opportunities. Mm. But it was so fun. Like every day we were making emails <laughs> ourselves. Yes. We were cold calling journalists ourselves. We were figuring out the social media content mm. and, and figuring out like natural ingredients. Um, had like a half-cut avocado, mm. harbinger of like future things. And just... It was a lot of scrappiness, but also we really enjoyed it because we, once again, we knew each and every step we were taking was getting us closer to our goal of bringing K-beauty, Korean beauty philosophy to the wider audience in the way that we thought was right. Yeah. We knew that eventually we would have to take that step ourselves because we ourselves had that formulation philosophy internally that we wanted to really, you know, materialize and manifest through through our own brand Mm. and the right timing for that eventually became 2017 so a couple years after launching glow recipe as a curation site we launched our own in-house food forest skincare brand that you see today on the shelves of sephora right um in mid 2017 and exclusively with sephora at the time and Mm -hmm. that was you know once again a very close partnership with the retailer to make sure that we were successfully launching the brand but 
After launching it, just seeing once again that response, the the multi thousand person wait list, selling out multiple times. Wow. That to us was so so rewarding, and I think it was an accumulation of、mm-hmm. many years of creating a community, creating educational content, and really thinking about what we stood for as a brand, and that really crystallized with、yeah. the creation of Glorious P Skincare. Totally. And so we had both、um, for a while, and then eventually in 2019. We actually decided to phase out of our curation brands because we were seeing increasingly from our community that they were so passionate about Glorious Beauty Skincare, they wanted more products, more innovation. Yeah,、and、we're a very small team. From that point, when you started growing your successful curation business, you mentioned that you ultimately made the decision. I think you said in twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, in twenty seventeen. What was that like? What were the things that were coming up in the market that gave you the idea at first to move away from curation? What were you thinking about at the time? I'll take this one. So there were a lot of variables, but I think the first reason why we started as a curation business model was because we wanted to give the platform and the opportunity to these brilliant founders and brands to go global by providing the content and education and marketing that we were able to provide. Um, and once we were able to gain that credibility in the market, I think that's when we needed to really think about what we wanted to do as founders. When we were able to identify the white space of sort of the combination of the Korean-inspired core tenets、mm. plus the things that American consumers really resonate、yeah. with, which are real results, clear ingredient stories. Right,、mm. um, and then the Korean tenants were the sensorial <laughs> experience and the skin entertainment、yeah. factor. Yeah,、right? because the experience is as important as a result is the Korean approach. This is that little you know moment for yourself behind shut doors in front of your vanity to just put a smile on your face, and so we wanted to provide that. And I think what we wanted to do was combine those tenants. And、um, create our own brand because we didn't really think that all of the influx of、totally. amazing Korean beauty innovations were fully understood by the American consumer.、Mm. We felt the urge to break down that barrier、um, and create our own brands that are actually much simplified、yeah. by creating them as multitasking products, but having these amazing Korean-inspired elements. Um, which is why we created Glow Recipe Skincare in 2017. With Glow Recipe Skincare. It just felt right. Like our community could not get enough. People were DMing us, our brand, our, our personal Instagrams, nonstop asking about the next drop, like product suggestions,、mm-hmm. ideas. There was just so much passion and buzz around this brand, and we knew that we had struck a chord with it because it was this balance of yes, Korean beauty philosophy, but also results first. It was a balance between. Familiar fruit、mm-hmm. antioxidants and used in really innovative ways they never happened before, but then paired with proven actives like the retinols and the AHA's and all the acids and ex- different actives that we have come to come to know and love in the skincare industry, and also the fact that we were speaking about fun in skincare because for the longest time I think skincare had been really dominated by a lot of very clinical brands, and of course those brands are so many brands that are in that space are also really amazing, but I think. That sense of sensoriality, that extra moment, that touch, that made your self care routine that much more special. All of this was、mm. really, really appreciated, and we felt like it was our 
almost duty to the community to make sure that we were giving them what they wanted. And so it was mm. a balance of different emotions, <laughs> a balancing yeah. act of different things we were doing on a day-to-day basis. But I think we did it looking back. I don't know that we would have changed anything because we really mm-hmm. tried to do it in the most thoughtful way possible. I love that you keep mentioning community. This is a word that keeps coming up. And I think that is something that's fairly new in skincare. How did you think about, you know, with the early community that you had built around curation, were there specific ways that you were able to learn from those founders or continue to build a relationship with them once you made the transition from curation over to Glow Recipe where it is today? Some of the founders um, from the curation brands are still our friends to this date. So there's a lot of synergy actually that comes from that because we can always pick up the phone, call them, ask them for opinions about certain things. You know, we're both brand builders and creators, right? So we share so much in, you know, in common. You know, we terminated our curation business model, but the relationships and the friendships continued to this day. We still, you know, touch base with them once in a while, make sure that if they have any questions around navigating the U.S. market, we're there for them because we want everyone to succeed at the same time, right? I think that, you know, when we were transitioning to a creation business, we were not only giving them connections um, to the networks that we had with the retailers, but also we were asking our customers to not forget about these products or brands. And um, we were giving them, you know, site links to those products to continue to shop them because we, you know, we curated them for a reason. We love them for a reason. So we wanted everyone to win-win out of that situation. And um, I, think the, I think it's the best outcome that we could have asked for. Something that strikes me is that when I hear you talk about making that shift, that big business pivot from curation to creation, it it sounds like even at the time you felt very confident that this was the next move, this was the correct evolution for your company. And I'm wondering, did you ever have any doubts at that time that this was the right move? Or were you 100% confident, we got this, it's time to make our own stuff? I love that. I don't think we had doubts per se, but then it's really hard to gauge the level of success a brand will have, right? Sure. There are so many brands in the industry. We've, you know, had many conversations with many people in the industry about how saturated the market is. So each and every brand that comes into existence needs to have a real point of difference and a real reason to be. And I think with Glow Recipe Skincare, hmm. we were able to really distill some of those personal experiences, Aww. those personal passion points yeah. into the brand. I think for us, what served us a North Star throughout this process is really just going back to the customer. We started with the customer. We're ending there. Like, what do they want? How do we best serve their needs? How do we create moments for them that really disrupt their self-care experience? How do we provide products yeah. that are different and, and really add value to their routine <laughs> when they buy it and make it part of their skincare wardrobe? So that perspective, I think, has continued to serve us. And it goes back to those early days where we ourselves were answering every single customer email, wow. handwriting notes to every single person who purchased from our site, DMing and yeah. you know manning those DMs on a day-to-day basis. And even to this day, we, we check our DMs a lot when a customer DMs us with feedback and things like that. We might not be able to write those handwritten notes anymore because... 
we wouldn't have any time other than writing notes at this point, but yes, <laughs> that would be your whole day. <laughs> like not losing that contact, I think has been instrumental and, and making sure that we're navigating this the right way. Well, that's a very clear guiding mission, I can tell, and how you make a lot of the decisions for the business. But I'm wondering how you balance keeping that customer-first, community-first mentality with some of the less glamorous aspects of creating a product. Yeah, so, you know, part of um, what we've learned is, you know, we're first-time entrepreneurs. So (laughs) a lot of things that we've learned and are still learning is how do we balance everything when we have to oversee everything as founders and co-CEOs. Um, I think the, the, the great benefit that we have today is that we have such an incredible, incredible, talented team. And, you know, I don't mean to say that because they're my team. I right. think some individuals <laughs> that are um, working under the Glow Recipe umbrella are truly passionate individuals today. I can say that with confidence that they just um, understand the social space. Mm-hmm. They A lot of our team members are actually relatively young. And very plugged into, you know, TikTok. And so they just have their ears and eyes on the current sort of, you know, social media landscape, real time. And because of that, we're able to not only react quickly, but proactively share, you know, what we have um, going on Mm -hmm. transparently with our community. Um, So really just intertwining that communication aspect, but also the decision making internally Mm -hmm. for the business is, is has been really instrumental. So the team really thinks that way. Yeah. We think of every team member as a content creator. When we hire wow. people, we always ask about their storytelling aspect, you know, their photograph skills. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a very modern approach to, I think, hiring, but also thinking about how each team member can really think in a similar way and be on the same page, Yeah. right? And we often have brainstorm sessions with our team members, Um, just tasking people to think about a challenge that we're facing, whether it's a marketing initiative or a new campaign idea where we're stuck on and we want everyone to contribute. It's all like sort of intertwined and it's one sort of circular um, wheel, if you think about it. And that's our approach. And that actually keeps it healthier in a way because you're always kind of just thinking of it as a lifestyle almost for everybody. Right, not for not like a segmented department's role yeah. or a perspective that's different. Something that really stood out from the conversation earlier is how intentional you both have been in curating products to then, you know, ultimately create your own product. Where do you see the future for Glow Recipe? Um, and how do you sort of, uh, uh, how do you think about goal setting as well? Cause I think you've done such an amazing job of seamlessly or, you know, from, from our perspective, seamlessly evolving from curation to creation, what's next for new products or what's next from a community standpoint for the company. I think we're doing a much better job now of really communicating. Okay. So this is our stance on sustainability. Not only are the jars glass whenever possible. We're also using cartons that are now FSC certified and are free of, you know, assets and metals. And we're printing with soy ink. And by 2022, we're committing to be carbon neutral. We've already partnered with Climate Neutral, which is an amazing organization Mm -hmm. that will help us measure and quantify and then think about plans around reduction. And all of these concrete steps we've been able to increasingly share with our community so that they know exactly where we're trying to go. There are a lot of plans in the future to continue to really think about those values of the company, whether it's sustainability, whether it's formulation philosophy, whether it's 
you know, charity causes under our Glow for Good umbrella that are really important to us as a mm. brand. And then one exciting update that we're elated to share with you, it just went live, I think, today, is that as a company, we're committing to donate a million dollars up until the end of 2022 in monetary and product contributions to our charities. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. We're really, really excited to be able to do this. And it revolves around our three pillars of female empowerment, diversity, inclusion, and the environment. One of the things that you mentioned was, you know, you said something like, we have maybe, you said like, we have too many ideas or there's a lot that we want to do or something like that. And I'm wondering, what do you think about what keeps you up at night? What's hard right now? What challenges you as co-CEOs? I think, um, actually, it's a really timely question because there are some key challenges that we're facing today where, as a company, we're very rapidly growing. Um, so we're very grateful for that. But that comes with a challenge around how we can make sure that everyone stays motivated and our culture is maintained. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think any entrepreneur can relate with something like this because at any point of your your uh, entrepreneurial journey, you know, it, your team pretty much makes up most of what makes a success or not. And totally right. And I think people is everything. And so we're trying to figure out how to, you know, hire because we do need to have at least 10 people more on our team in the next few months. Yeah. We do have a lot of brainstorm sessions because the team is full of ideas and we love having those creative conversations and just really giving everyone an opportunity to voice their thoughts and opinions. And going forward, it's really up in the air, right? Because is that, you know, day in the life going to take mm. place at an office? Is it going to continue to be work from home? And these are questions I think every founder, every company owner is grappling with as we move you know, toward increasingly, you know, getting out of the 100% work from home um, time that we all had to be in. So what does the future of work look like there is something that's definitely on our minds. Amazing. And it sounds like, you know, you're building on a strong foundation that you two touched on at the beginning as friends, as co-founders, and modeling a ton of that behavior, both that you want to see from your team, and then also in terms of how you showcase the products yourself online. And so it sounds like you're setting a really good example for everyone that you work with across the board. And I, it's been such a pleasure to talk with you both today. If people want to find Glow Recipe products and learn more about K-Beauty, where can they find you? You can find us at Glow Recipe on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, <laughs> and GlowRecipe.com. You can also reach out to us directly on Instagram at Sarah underbar Glow, Christine underbar Glow. Nice. Thank you both so much for coming on the show today. It's been such a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks so much for joining. Hey, Rianne, are you ready to do that thing we practiced? Oh my gosh, is it time? I'm ready. Okay, three, two, one. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe, subscribe and, and leave, leave us, us a review. review. Pretty good. <laughs> Today's episode was written and produced by Matthew Brown. Production support comes from Lauren Schild. Our engineer is William Lowe, with research from Corey Broccolini. And special thanks to Kyle Denhoff and Lisa Toner. Word of mouth is the best way to help people discover our little podcast. Be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review, you know, to let other people know how awesome we are. We have some amazing guests coming up this season that you won't want to miss. See you next time.